Okay. Student Radio Maastricht. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht, and welcome to a new show about the stories and adventures of travelers. So without further ado, Crossroads. Episode 1, Traveling Solo. When you want to go travel, first, you have an important decision to make. You want to go on your own or with a friend or a partner. Now, it's not an easy choice to make. Many people swear by traveling on their own. As a solo traveler, every day you wake up free to do whatever you like. You take in new places, unfiltered by the tastes and preferences of somebody else. And you make your own decisions, and you can do so. But at times it can be hard. With the freedom to make your own decisions, also comes the responsibility to make them. You have nobody but yourself to rely on, and that can be difficult to deal with. And sometimes, just sometimes, you wish there was someone else there that you could share an experience with. For me personally, going solo was one of the main reasons for going in the first place. A few months ago, I went to South America on my own, and whenever I stumbled upon an interesting traveling story, I did an interview. My name is Florian Bohr, this is Crossroads, and in this episode, we'll first hear from somebody who didn't travel on her own, but didn't really travel with a friend either. I'm going to close the door. Um. Can we start or? Yeah, we can start. Hola, hola, hola. Hello, hello, hello. Niho, niho, niho. I'm Chen from Taiwan. I live in Madrid. That's it. Lovely. And uh, when did you start uh, traveling? When? When? Um, in 21st of April. 21st of April? Yes. So it's been... Like, I've, yeah, just one week. Just one week? Yeah, just one week. Just one week in South America. Yeah, and then I started my trip in Santiago in Chile. Then after Chile, I will go to Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Panama, Costa Rica, Guatemala, and Paris. And then from Paris, I will fly to United States. Then go to Canada, maybe. After... Uh, I was ending up in New York. I would fly back to Edinburgh, then New York. And my travel mate, he would, yeah, he would travel with me. Um, I think until Colombia, because after Colombia, I would go. I would fly to uh, Panama, and I think I don't know because we didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about this. So I think he probably go to Mexico. Yeah. And so from that point onwards, you're going to travel on your own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I met Chen during a four-day trek in Torres del Paine, a beautiful national park in the south of Chile. She had just started her trip and still carried that excitement that one has at the beginning of an adventure. She's quite a talkative and social person, so she was happy to tell me about how she had met her travel mates and how the trip was going so far. The people I made in hostel, they asked me uh, who I'm traveling with. And I told them I'm traveling with my partner. 
And uh, they say, oh, how did you meet your partner? I say, I met him last Friday uh, in the hostel. And they were like, what? <laughs> you met your partner in last Friday in the hostel? I say, yeah, I say, I didn't meet him before we stopped travel because uh, I found him on internet. And uh, they was like very shocked. And they told me, do you know what it, what partner means? I said, yeah, partner, like just business partner and travel partner. And they said, they, and the, the guy from Austria, he correct me, he said, I should say travel mat. Yeah, because they told me partner means like a girlfriend, boyfriend, or even husband and a wife. How can I know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. So I, I, so, so, so that's why they were so shocked because I told them I met my partner last Friday and it was, uh, it was uh, Sunday. So today after <laughs> so they, and the older night they would laugh at me all the time like oh do you want do you find your drinking partner do you want for you to find your like a game partner or something like that yeah i found him in a website it's very like uh, popular in asian for chinese speaker so like uh, people from taiwan hong kong china and singapore so you can like find you can find some information and they can also find your trauma mate there. So it means like I don't know this guy before I start to travel. I just met him last Friday. And how and how does the process work? So you go on the website, yeah. you find the category yeah, saying uh, look, find uh, your travel mate, you click yeah. on it and then And then you just post. Yeah, you post it like hi I'm Chen, I'm looking for a travel mate to South America and then my plan is da 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 and then I will go to South America around da 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 and if someone want to join my trip, please contact with me with my line or WhatsApp. And uh, and uh, he just add my line. He wasn't the only person who added my line and uh, want to travel with me. I think uh, more than ten people want to travel with me. But uh, some people we just can the the date it doesn't match. Uh, some people the direction doesn't fit. Yeah, before we travel, I talked to him and it's like uh, I told him what the way I travel and the, and also the places I want to go. So we then we start to talk about trip and then we start to plan together. Yeah, I say we start to we started to plan trip together, but uh, usually it's, I was the only person who planned the trip. I have a list, like uh, in Chile we will go to these places. Are you okay with this? Do you want to add more places? Do you want to go somewhere else? And he just, every time he told me, okay. And then sometimes he told me like, oh, I, he want to go somewhere. I said, hmm, and I checked the, the place that he wanted to go and I wasn't interested in it. So I told him, okay, maybe, mm, I, so, I'm sorry, but I'm not interested in that. But you can go, I can go somewhere else and then we meet in next city. And he just get up. <laughs> so that was, at the beginning, I was very worried about it because I found out he is someone that, who can't travel alone. Were you just writing on WhatsApp or were you like actually talking in sort of on Skype or something? Nothing. <laughs> so just writing? Yeah, just writing. I didn't, I don't, okay, I saw his picture because you know, he has like small pictures. Um, his, uh, we use line, we don't use uh, WhatsApp in Asian, we use more line. So I saw his picture and he also saw, he also saw my picture online. But uh, yeah, we didn't have like a Skype or nothing. And uh, I saw him the first time in last, yeah, last Friday in hostel. It's like, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> we just, 
Hi, I'm, I'm here. Okay, hi. Welcome. That's it. And then and then you just start traveling together. Yeah. <laughs> and and how did it how did it go? I mean, it's only been a week, right? Until yeah, only one week. Yeah. And how 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 were the first the first days? Okay, it would be a little bit weird at the first day. Yes, I was like, but uh, for me, it's not a problem. I can speak with stranger. Like I can speak with you. I can speak with the lady in hostel, but he's like very quiet. So, so when we are together, always I ask the question and he answer. I know his previous job, and I know he's from Hong Kong, and I know he has two cats and nothing more. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about him. And he doesn't know anything about me because he never asked me. But Jen wasn't just gonna travel with one other person, but two. I'm really happy that the girl, the other girl, is going to join us next week. Ah, uh, the funny thing is, until she contact with me, so it's like she contact me after one month, and uh, at the moment she asked me, "Oh, what is his name?" The guy, I say, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> You didn't know. I didn't know. At that moment, I just realized, uh, yeah, I didn't know his name. Because he just sent me, hi, are you going to South America? I said, yeah, are you going to join? Okay, let's talk. And uh, then we just stopped. So we didn't even introduce ourselves after one month. <laughs> I, I, I get, That's yeah, crazy. Like uh, more or less one month. I don't remember exactly the date, but uh, something like one month. What's what's his name? Actually, we didn't talk about that. Uh, Shui, but that's his English name, Shui. So his real name is like something like I don't remember because that's because it's not a Chinese. It's Cantonese, so I can't. I don't. I don't, I don't speak Cantonese. For me, it's the other language. So yeah. Yeah. What was the girl's name actually? Abby. Yeah, Abby. She's going to join us next week. <laughs> yeah. So you you wanted to go travel, yeah, and you you just didn't want to go on your own. Or? I want, yeah, I, I wanted to come to America, uh, South America alone, but the problem is my family they don't allow me to come here alone because they think South America is too dangerous to travel alone for a girl. <laughs> so they forced me to find someone to travel with me, but I think I, it's no problem for me. But uh, anyway, I understand their concern, so. Yeah, so I have to find a travel mat to make Leo feeling better, not just for me. Yeah. So your parents like want you not to be alone, and that's understandable. But and they they are completely fine with you being with a complete stranger. By the way, the voice you're hearing right now. That's my friend Andrea who was listening to the interview. Yeah, that is a very strange point for me as well. It's like okay, so you don't they don't want they don't want me to travel alone, but uh, they for late it's okay that I travel with someone I never have seen him. Like uh, he isn't he wasn't even my friend. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So, but in my trip, you are not the first the first person who asked me this question. Because today in hostel, the lady who helped me to find a job, she asked me like, so you don't know this guy before you come, uh, you start to travel. I said yes, and she was like, how can how did you travel with a stranger? I said, uh, I don't know because the worst for me, the worst thing could happen, just we don't get a long way. Like we have to go 
we have yeah. to go. We have to separate, and uh, that is the only problem I think I will meet. So for my parents, I think for them it's the same because, you know, news always show people like bad thing, people who was killed, who was murdered in South Africa, and uh, yeah, someone shoot someone like this kind of stuff. They only saw this kind of stuff. So of course they are very worried about my safety in South America. <clears throat> For them, they think it, that it's safer. Yeah. So they don't mind even I travel with a stranger, because also because I found a guy from Hong Kong and they was okay. Like, uh, so we Asian people trust Asian people. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because in Asian, like main, there are not many people like to travel alone. Yes, people they want to go somewhere with somebody. Yeah, they, they they don't feel secure if they are alone. I think that's is problem in Asia. Like many people, I know maybe in Europe as well. Because in Spain, every time when I told people I go somewhere alone, every time I call, oh, I'm going to like uh, New York alone, and they were like, I crazy alone. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like uh, it seems like. The, to travel alone could be something very strange for many people. Many people try to look for a travel mat because they are afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. But I'm not afraid. So yeah, I just I do this just because I want to make my family happy. How how do you think it's going to be in the next coming weeks? It's only been a week, so how do you think it's going to continue? Uh, I can tell you my feeling right now. I think we. I don't know how to explain you, but sometimes when you meet one person, it doesn't matter if it's girl or boy, but at the beginning, you will know if you can make friends with this person or not. And uh, he is someone I think I can't make friends with him, or we, we won't be the close friend. It seems that he doesn't want to let me know his personal detail, and he never asked my personal detail, so it's like it's, it means that he isn't interested in me. Like if I want to make friends with you, of course I want to know more about you, like uh, what, like uh, your background and uh, your life stories and something like that. But uh, he isn't interested at all. It's like until now, one week after, he's he doesn't ask me anything about me. He doesn't ask me anything. I hope I can call him a friend of mine in ending of our trip, but I don't really think so. Yeah. Would you recommend this type of thing to other people? <laughs> to or people. Not? It depends. I think it depends on people. Like me, I don't really like this kind of stuff. I. I said many times I do this just to make my family happy, nothing else, because I really I prefer to travel on my own. And also, and also I I don't mind to travel with people, but at least uh, it's like I prefer to travel and meet someone in my trip and then we get along well, and then we decide to travel together for a while. That is the best travel match for me. It's the best way to find your travel match. But for some people, they just can't travel alone, and then unless it's good thing for them. But at least they have to communicate very well before they have to talk about everything before. Then they don't. Then they won't have any problem in the trip. 
because I heard many times like many like even the a cop they broke up after the trip because like it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's very hard to stay with someone when you are traveling. Even you are even your best friend to travel together. It's like a challenge, really. Months after our initial interview, I talked to Chen on Skype to hear about how it went. As was maybe foreseeable, she did not end up getting along with the guy, Shay, nor the girl, Abby. About a month after the interview, she split up from Abby and two weeks later in Colombia from Shay as well. She told me that after the split up, she sometimes missed them, but she was much happier traveling on her own. In Colombia, only a few days after she split up from the guy, her backpack got stolen. She assured me, though, that it would have probably happened anyway, even if she had traveled together with other people. But of course, her family disagreed. Now, Chen has been back in Madrid for a few months, and she just started her new job as a tour guide. Just wait a second. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, my name is Tyler Rothman, and I'm from South Africa, uh, from a small place in the north, and I live in this in Cape Town, where I did. And at the moment, I've been in South America for almost three months, and I don't know how much longer I'll be here for, but I'm having the time of my life, and yeah, it's amazing. So actually, initially, my friend's father has a farm in Chile Chico. And I just like finished some projects back at home and I was feeling like I needed to get away. So I just sent him an email and asked if he needed some help on his farm. And he said, yeah, I could come. So I went to the farm. Well, I spent a, a couple of weeks and then I went to the farm. Um, and then things were going really badly on the farm. Uh, like the harvest was really shit and um, it just didn't go well. Also, people had spoken a lot about Patagonia. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave the farm now. So it was actually never my intention to travel. It was just to go and help out on the farm and get some perspective. And then I left the farm and spent like two weeks traveling down, hitchhiking to Punta Arenas. I met Tyler when I was on my way down to Patagonia. He had just come from there. He immediately struck me as someone kind and reflective. He told me about his journey from Chile Chico, a village in the middle of Chile and Patagonia, to Punta Arenas, a larger town in the south. His way led him down the Carretera Austral, a scenic road that winds itself along the western side of the Andes, and is sometimes referred to as the most beautiful highway in all of South America. I was standing alone hitchhiking, and I saw two girls like a the front of the, like, it was just me and them. And I uh, I was just getting bored because it had been, like, a couple of hours. And I just walked down and just sat, like, closer to them, didn't say anything. And a guy came past and he was like, do you want to come? And at that point I understood no Spanish. Um, so luckily they were there because they were Chileans. And they said, uh, and he said that he was only going, like, 10 kilometers. 
And I was like, well, whatever. I've been here for a couple of hours. I'd rather go 10 kilometers and wait there than not. And as soon as we got to the place where he was going to drop us off, he said, why don't you come with, with me to my farm and you can camp there for the night? And I was like, cool, why not? Which I think, to digress a little bit, is like an advantage of being alone. Because if you're with someone else, you tend to not take those opportunities. You just say, oh, no, we need to get to the next city. You guys go. And then I ended up camping along Rio Bucket for like two or three nights. And it was amazing. It was, we, were, we were salmon fishing in like turquoise water. And the guy was like giving us like he was making asados for us. And it was just really cool. And did you, so you camped on, on his land or? Yeah. 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 On his little farm. There's some other people camping there as well. Yeah. There's actually a funny story because the girls that I was with um, were a lesbian couple, but it wasn't like super obvious. And the guy was kind of interested in one of them. And I think that that was half the reason that he was being so generous to us. So like we were kind of like talking to each other and being like, let's not let him know that, you know, that it's not on for him so that we can like stay because <laughs> it was really fun. But he, he then also expected you three to be like traveling together, right? Yeah. I Although don't, you weren't beforehand. I don't think he under, really understood what was going on because he knew that I was a gringo and that they were Chileans. But our excuse eventually was that... Um, me and the other girl are together and we're going to Punta Arenas to work. And and he was like, oh, okay. Oh, no. so you so you pretended yeah, we that, ended up, that two of you were together, yeah. although it was actually a lesbian although, couple and you. Yeah. <laughs> and that the two of us had to go and that she, the, the other one that he was interested in, she was like, um, she sort of couldn't leave us because... Um, we, we, we're not responsible enough to be on our own. And he was like, okay, no, I understand. <laughs> it was really funny. But the whole time when we were at the lake, it was also at the river, it was funny because he, he would like say, let's go for a walk, but like just to them and like kind of not want me to go with, but I was like, what's going on? And then when I clicked that he was trying to make a move, he didn't want competition in the room. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And he, the one day he took, um, he went with the one girl to Cochrane to go and buy like some groceries. And they ended up going for like the whole day. And he took her and introduced her to like his family and all sorts of weird stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And she got back at the end of the day and she was like, what happened? <laughs> we didn't know what was going on because we thought something had happened, you know? They were meant to just go get groceries. Ended up taking the whole day. And he had, like, taken her to his house to have mate. And and then, yeah, eventually he wanted us to... He wanted the one girl to stay there for, like, a month or something. And we were like, no, we got to go. And he ended up taking us to Cochrane, um, which was quite nice because we didn't have to wait for another ride. Yeah. And he ended up actually being quite pissed off with us at the end because the girl didn't want to stay with him. It's quite funny. I think down there the guys get lonely because, mo like, apparently most of the, like, there's not many women down there because it's just farming and stuff that goes on, so the women don't really want to be there. 
so they move away and so there's like overpop overpopulated with men so as soon as some people come through then they think it's like opportunity to for a little bit of romance or something that was a, that was a really cool thing that I thought would only ha- in retrospect only happen to me because I was alone I think yeah definitely I mean like I would definitely rather have just waited for a ride to Cochrane if I was with someone else so in Patagonia the public transport is like a, a problem <laughs> uh, so we ended up it was actually a wild wild time we had heard when we were on the farm we had heard about the boat from the barcasa from Caleta Tortel to to Porto Natales because basically when you get to Caleta Tortel there's only two options to get to Torres del Paine and that's to either go with the ferry to Porto Natales or to go to Vio Higgins which is further south and then do the trek to El Chalten and then cross through Argentina it's complicated um it is a bit complicated so let's do a quick recap Tyler wanted to go down to the southern part of Chile to go to the famous national park Torres del Paine but from where he was there were only two options either he could take the boat from a small village Caleta Totel to the south or because it's not possible to get to the south of Chile by land without crossing into Argentina he could also go down to the very end of the Carretera Astral to a small village called Vio Higgins and do a two-day hike across the border into Argentina. And from Argentina, of course, there are roads to the south of Chile and to Torres del Paine. So people had told us the via- that the second way wasn't good, we shouldn't do it. Um, so uh, we ended up waiting, so we were wait- waiting for this ferry and then they told us it was booked up. So we thought maybe, just maybe, someone's not going to arrive and there'll be some space. So we end up standing in the rain, tons of mosquitoes waiting to see if we could get on this ferry. And eventually, they had space for for one person. And the girl said to me, you go, because you're alone. We we will be okay. Eventually, I said, okay, I'm going to say goodbye to these girls now. I'm going to get on this ferry. I get on the ferry. Guy asks for my passport. He takes my passport. He says, oh, gringo. He wanted to charge me like, like something stupid, like two, three hundred dollars for the boat, and I was like, I can't do that. I mean, it's too much money. I couldn't afford it, so I ended up getting off the boat again, not taking the boat, and we ended up ca- pitching my tent that I had borrowed in Chile Chico because I wasn't planning on camping, which weighed like eight kilograms. We ended up pitching it like on the plaza in Caleta Total, like literally, on the 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 streets are like wooden streets and you we literally just pitched it on the in the middle of the city <laughs> we just slept in there but did anybody say anything about that no it was the weirdest thing <laughs> when i woke up the next morning and realized how we were actually in the middle of the town i was like this is not actually shouldn't be allowed and then we wanted to take a bus to Vio higgins so we could cross the border there. You take a barcasa and then you do the trek. So we buy, bought a bus ticket to get to Vio Higgins. 
And 10 minutes before the bus was meant to arrive, the lady called us back inside and she was like, bus is broken. The next one is next week, Saturday. <laughs> and we were like, fuck no, this is a disaster. To get to the next place, you have to take like a little ferry and then it's like another 150 kilometers to the O'Higgins. So we got a ride to the, to the, like the turnoff and it was like another like 15 kilometers to the ferry and we walked and we literally just walked for like almost 12 kilometers and then people picked someone picked us up we ended up camping like literally in the bathrooms at the ferry station because we went over and the ferry only comes twice a day so the cars that go if if they don't pick you up that's it because the road is only accessible by the boat then the next day, we, the first boat came through and no one picked us up. And we were like, we're going to be here forever. We ended up getting back on the ferry, going back that way, so that we could talk to the people instead of just like thumb. But then when they got onto the ferry, like you were waiting on the ferry and then talking to people? Yeah, we were waiting on the ferry, like out, like as the cars were pulling onto it, we were like, knocking on their windows, explaining the situation. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been an awkward situation as well. No? It was, but the people were really friendly. Ended up having beers in the car with the people that I got a ride with. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. It's funny like that. The People don't like you standing with your thumb. They tend to ignore you, but if you approach them, it's easier. We even made a sign that said, we'll pay for, we'll pay for gas. <laughs> because sometimes I think people think, are oh, you cheapskates? You don't want to pay for the bus. But then it ended up being so worth it because the the hike between the end of Lago Higgins and Lago del Desierto is like is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like the camp, you camp like at the Argentinian frontier and it's like Mount Fitzroy at the end of like in the middle of the view of the lake and like glacial mountains coming down into the lake like so worth all the trouble that it took to get there And when did you guys um, stop traveling together then? Right after that? Or? Oh, so on the walk, on the walk, so it's a, like a 21K walk. You get to the Argentinian frontier and then you can camp. And then you walk, you either take a, a really expensive ferry over the lake or you walk next to it. So we met this other Chilean guy and he was traveling alone, but he had literally, he had like three bags. He had two big packs, heavy and then a, a, a third one, like just, you know, a backpack. And he was traveling alone, walking like that. And they had started talking, the three of them, not me, because I couldn't understand them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they started feeling sorry for him because he was alone with all his bags. And eventually he was like, hey, will you help me? And he gave me one of the bags to carry. And I was like, fuck you. I don't want to do this. You're the one who packed three bags. So we walked for like maybe t- 10 of the kilometers with him and eventually they were like no they're gonna camp here for the night and I was like not a chance um at they at his pace we would have taken like four days to get to Argentina 
So that's kind of when I said to them, I've got to get going because I really don't want to walk this slowly with this heavy tent and stuff like I want to go. I kind of got like a little over it with them because the one girl was like a bit like controlling. We would like get to do something and she'll be like, drink some water or you take off your shoes or, you know, and I'm like, you're not my mom. It's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's a, it had sort of just run its course, I think. Yeah. So it wasn't that difficult to say goodbye. I think it, it was because we had been through a lot together. Um, but at the time I was just super frustrated. So the goodbye wasn't difficult, but then the afterwards when I calmed down then I was like, Oh no, I miss them. <laughs> And then we were on a couple, like very weirdly coincidentally, on a couple of buses together to Calafate and to Porto Natales. Um, but we didn't, we weren't traveling together anymore. Um, we were just on the same buses. Now looking back at when I first got here, it's like, like it's a completely, you know, it goes really quickly, but at the same time, so many things happen that you, um, it feels like forever. Um, and you also like, I don't know, you grow up a lot, you know, like you mature in, in certain ways, which I think is really cool. And also learning to be alone um, was a really big thing for me. Um, I was talking to my friend earlier and I, we were actually talking about that, like, Normally at home, if, for example, I really wanted to do something tonight, but my friends were doing something else, normally I would say, okay, I'd leave my own plans and go with them. Um, and I don't like that because it's, you know, like you should be able to do what you want to do. And if people join you, then they do. And if they don't, then you do it anyway and you're happy that way, um, which I was never able to do. Because um, back home, I'm like super reliant on my friends and stuff. So it was a good a good like good lessons yeah to like okay let's do this alone this was the first episode of crossroads it will be a four-part series so if you liked it you have some more episodes to look forward to Music was recorded and produced by Dylan Youngblut and myself. Dylan also has a solo project called Nova Peaks and he plays in a band called Nairobi Golf Kid. They make very, very good indie music, so do check them out. A big thanks to Chen and Tyler for the interviews. And of course, thank you to the rest of the team of Student Radio Maastricht. All right, perfect. Cool. Any last words? To ever hear this, I hope that you have the opportunity to have as much to experience things that I did because it's really cool and I've been really lucky and I hope that you have the same experiences. Very good. Cool. <laughs>